And now what you want to do is you want to communicate that to the potential either nonprofit that you're going to partner with in order to be able to collaborate in getting grant funding to get the the capital to move this forward. And it's going to be what is necessary for you and your nonprofit partner to now be able to move towards a funder and really illustrate what is the way that we're going to do this amazing thing. And your money that you give us is going to really change the game for this population. Okay. And so I want you to think about the messaging. And a lot of times you can look at the website that you have already. You can look at the, you know, the, the maybe social media or other posts or whatever it is that you have. Is there a message there? Is there something that when somebody looks there and they're like, oh, wow, there is a movement that this person has that she wants us to be able to contribute to? Welcome to Funding Your Healthcare Vision, the podcast that helps black and brown women in healthcare fund and grow justice-driven health practices that don't just serve, but transform communities. I'm your host, Dr. Omolara thomas Womadimo, community health equity advocate, physician, and co-founder of Strong Children Wellness, an award-winning multi-practice network that partners with organizations to deliver integrated care to under-resourced communities. After securing over $700,000 in less than two years for our company, I founded Melanin and Medicine, a consulting company to help more black and brown women to fund and grow their own for-profit and non-profit healthcare practices and create health justice. We know that black and brown women have been at the forefront of every revolution and healthcare is no different. So we wanna make sure that you are funded to build the healthcare that our communities deserve. Spaces where we all can be free, fearless, and fierce. Welcome to the Sisterhood. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Funding Your Healthcare Vision podcast. Super excited to be back with you. It's me. And you know what? I am so excited that we are ending <laughs> our um, our series this this month. And I think one of the really important things about this series, which is focused on kind of the fundamentals, right? Whether you are a founder, whether you are an owner of a practice, an owner of a nonprofit that is supporting more equitable healthcare, one of the things that's really important is being able to position yourself for a diversified revenue stream. And as you know, the diversification of the revenue stream that I focus on is grant funding, right? Um, that could also include contracts. And so I want you all to take this series and really say to yourself, how can I take everything that I've learned over the past four weeks? And of course, this week, how can I take all of that and start to now say, what are the ways I can stop solely focusing on the revenue that I am generating just from my patient care and start to think about what other revenue can come in from grants and the mission that I'm actually serving through my practice that I've kind of not highlighted. I've kind of not prioritized or focused on. And so as you know, we are going to be focusing on the last of five things that I think are the key essentials for positioning your practice for not when we talk about grants, I'm not talking about <laughs> like 
the $5,000 or the $3,000. I'm talking about six-figure, $100,000, $150,000, grants that can really provide the capital for you to make some strategic hires to buy that equipment that can really help navigate a new service line in your clinic or being able to have the funds to now bring on marketing and PR to support some of your efforts to scale. And so it's extremely important for us to think about, you know, what are the things that we're doing and the opportunities that we're sitting on? So let me go through the four. And then today we're going to be talking about messaging, which is number five. So when we position our practices, right, and these are usually, or nonprofits, these are usually focused on providing services to under-resourced communities, we want to make sure that we are able to clarify our mission for that subset of the population that we're serving, that we feel there is a true gap, a true inequity, and being clear on what that target population is. We want to make sure that we have a model of care that we know, that that we understand of how we deliver things differently, which causes the results that we have for that specific population. We also want to be clear about what is the minimum viable practice. If I wanted to bring these services that I'm doing in my own practice and bring them to a nonprofit, what are the ways that, what are the things, excuse me, that I need, the team, the tools, the tech, what is it that I need? Then last week, we talked a bit about how do we make sure not only that we have the mission, the model of care, and the minimum viable practice, but the money milestone plan, right? What is it that I will need not to just run this practice? Because that's not usually what people want to fund, but how do you grow the impact of this, right? To the either the nonprofit founder that you're working with or um, to the community at large, What are the ways that we can literally use this funding to now scale, which is what is going to allow for you to bring in larger amounts of funding? So the last piece, are you ready, is messaging. And, you know, really quickly, messaging, when I talk about it, it... um, the power is in the message. It, it honestly is because you can have all of those and really all of the other four were what you needed to have together. And now as you're now, what you want to do is you want to communicate that to the potential either nonprofit that you're going to partner with in order to be able to um, collaborate in getting grant funding to get the, the capital to move this forward. And it's going to be what is necessary for you and your nonprofit partner to now be able to move towards a funder and really illustrate what is the way that we're going to do this amazing thing. And your money that you give us is going to really change the game for this population. Okay. And so I want you to think about the messaging. And a lot of times you can look at the website that you have already. You can look at the, you know, the, the maybe social media or other posts or whatever it is that you have. Is there a message there? Is there something that when somebody looks there and they're like, oh, wow, there is a movement that this person has that, you know, She wants us to be able to contribute to. This is so important in terms of your messaging to really think of it as a opportunity. How can you present 
the work that you're doing as an opportunity for a funder to be able to join in for a nonprofit, a larger nonprofit that's established to be able to join in. Right. And I think it's so important for us to get out of the mindset piece of that. Oh, we're asking, we're just asking people for money. We're not just asking for people for money. We're actually giving them this opportunity to be able to contribute to the population that they've said is a funding priority for them, or they've said they're committed to supporting. And now we're giving them this opportunity to be able to support the health and well-being. And for everything that happens, for every service that is being given by whether it be the founder of a nonprofit, whatever that is, health and well-being is going to be at the core because if you're not healthy, if their people are not healthy, if their people are not well, they can't take any other services. They won't be able to um, experience and, and be able to have the, you know, I would say the ability to take on whether it be housing, food or other services that maybe that partner is providing. And so health and wellness is core you are giving them the opportunity to make it more accessible, to make it um, more powerful, to make it more effective for their target population. And with a healthier population, now those, those individuals can access the services that that nonprofit partner is trying to provide, right? And so this is extremely important. I want you to think now about what the message is when you think about the work you're doing, not as just services, but as a movement of something that you're trying to change. I want you to say to yourself, what is it that angers me about what is happening? And there's this great book called The Three Word Rebellion, which is an exercise that I think everyone should go through. And some of the things that she talks about when we're thinking about our messaging is what is it that angers me about what's happening right now for the people who you're trying to support? What is it that you think would, in your movement, what is it that you believe is the solution for them, right? What if everyone partook in the work that you are doing? How would things change for people? These are the important things that you wanna tap into when you're moving into your message. We're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to go through the five pieces, the five pieces of how you put together a message suite for working either for trying to develop the collaboration with the nonprofit founder so that you guys can jointly get grant funding from a funder or give it to a nonprofit founder who may want to just contract you to provide your healthcare services to the organization. So I'm going to talk about that in just a break. This episode is powered by Melanin and Medicine, our healthcare funding consultancy that specializes in innovative funding partnerships tailored for healthcare practices and nonprofits to scale their work serving under-resourced communities. So if you're a woman founder seeking support to scale your nonprofit or healthcare practice, you probably need Vision Builders. Vision Builders is our signature mastermind designed for busy founders to help them develop the assets, get support, and implement the strategy needed to create funding partnerships and quickly get six-figure grants and contracts consistently. 
In Vision Builders, you get done-for-you services, including a personalized portfolio with your ideal partner nonprofits, funding organizations, and available grant opportunities every quarter. You get easy-to-follow guidance and feedback to assemble the assets necessary to approach potential funding partners with success and no fear. You also get access to our robust curricular hub that helps you tremendously in the funding journey, even whether it be from clarifying your funding offer helping up-level your budget, and improve your online presence to attract funders. The peer community is a category of one, where you have other sisters of color who are founding amazing opportunities for under-resourced communities and health spaces, and you can learn from each other as well as from our experts through our high-touch weekly coaching and support, giving you the exact steps to connect with partner organizations and strategies to ensure you're successful as you implement. So what's the, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you get done-for-you personalized portfolios of grants, funders, and the partner nonprofits, personalized funding asset help and guidance, and most importantly, an exact repeatable strategy that will work for the lifetime of your organization to consistently get grants and contracts of 100,000, 150,000, 250,000, or like one of our most recent clients, up to $600,000 in the last six months. And if that doesn't tell you anything, just think about what that impact will do for the people who you want to serve. So we're excited to see your intake. You can submit that at bit.ly forward slash melanin and medicine. That's bit.ly forward slash melanin and medicine. We're excited to see if you can be a part of the Vision Builders community. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how we break up this messaging. And I want to give you guys some ideas on where does this go, right? Omar, what is, what is, where do I use this, first of all, before I talk about it? But pretty much, this is when we have our clientele, we're teaching them how to create, like, we call it an elevator pitch, but it really is presenting your work in a way that invite, it's like an invitation, I often say, for people to get a synopsis of what's going on and to invite them to ask questions and be a part of this movement that you're doing. And so along those lines, some of the things that you'll want to, you can use this for are one, the conversations that you're having with people we usually help people to structure their intro emails. Some, and then for some clients, we're doing everything for them to get them connected to the nonprofit founder. And then they use the elevator pitch during their conversation once the conversation leads it. Well, tell me more about what you're doing. The elevator pitch is a nice, concise way to really share on under five minutes <laughs> so what you're actually doing and where you see the potential for alignment. The other thing that is extremely important in elevator pitching is being able to now take pieces of that to support you in the intro email. So when people, when we help people structure that pitch, they're using that for using parts of that for their intro email. They're using parts of that for their LinkedIn page, their uh, company page and their about page on their personal page. They're using some of that to help them map out kind of what we call a scope of work of what they believe will be the parts that are going to be important for a funder to know about the service they're providing. So this one thing that we're creating 
has the element of making it so much easier for you to apply for grants, for you to have conversations with funders, for you to be able to attract funding on your social media, because you've really, I would say, summarized and encapsulated everything that people need to know in the first five minutes of meeting you about the practice and in a way that attracts them to know that this is not just something that you're doing. It's something that we, that you want so many more people to be a part of, to be able to access these services. So let's talk about the five things that are extremely important for you when putting together messaging. So the first thing that I usually talk about is that you want people to elevate, okay? You want to elevate the problem for them. Most people, whatever you're doing may not be top of mind, okay? They have a lot of things that they're doing and you want to grab them and say, this is an issue nationally and this is how it actually is presenting itself right here in our locality. Most of the time when I'm working with people, I'm focusing on specifically you know, how do we get funders and nonprofits as part of their funding partnership in the local areas that they serve because it is likely more competitive for them to do that. I'm sorry, likely less competitive for them to do that in terms of working with foundations and funders that are serving a specific county or specific state rather than across the nation, even though we, of course, do not like, you know, we love the opportunity to be able to help them apply for grants for across the nation or to be invited to grants from national foundations. But I want you to elevate the problem nationally. And then I want you to elevate how this problem is affecting the community in a specific way. The second thing I want you to do is in this messaging, you're going to now educate on why existing solutions are not working. Okay. So this is your setup for is a big problem and now there's a gap and you want to set that gap really clearly to say this is what exists but this is what's missing then the third part that you're going to think about is the elaboration on the solution okay and that is where you're bringing that model of care piece remember remember okay now if you haven't listened to the other four don't come here and then <laughs> listen to this go Go back, listen to the other four parts of this series, and then you'll get here and you'll be like, oh, okay, I understand now, Omalara. Okay, but it's okay. You can keep listening, but I'm just telling you, you need to go back to make sure you have everything so you can do this correctly. And so that model of care you're bringing down into how your solution is actually going to fill in that gap, okay? And then the next part that I want you to think about is the experience. We, they are sold. They're like, oh my gosh, the solution. But now it's like, can you deliver the solution? And that, and so every part of this is kind of what's the question that is coming up for them as they're reading that part. So the next question is, are you, are you the person? And that's where you talk about your experience in terms of either addressing this problem within your current practice, or maybe if it's a new service line, how you have the experience from other work that you've done, or how you've identified, you know, that these are the pain points from the work that you're doing right now. And that's why this salute, that's why you know that this solution is going to be extremely effective. The other thing from experience is it doesn't have to be experienced with producing that specific 
thing, but with the target population, working with that target population. And then the last thing I want you to figure out in your messaging is really around just evidence, okay? So if you have evidence, either your own, which is very good, that is exciting, or you have evidence in other areas in research that has already shown this and shown that this type of model works and now you're putting a nuance on it or you're making it a little bit different. But if you have any evidence, that is going to be powerful no matter how early. I always talk about there's process outcomes and there's impact outcomes. So if you have any process outcomes of evidence, meaning like these are outputs, like how many people have in, right now in your practice have already consistently engaged with the service? How many people in your practice have already consistently been able to either be screened, referred, do any of those process parts, that's going to be fine. Impact is harder. So if you haven't been doing it for a while, you may not have the the time to be able to really say, oh, okay, this is how this is what the outcomes were of the work that we we did. But you may be able to have similar, see similar models that were in the research realm, but maybe not already transferred to real life yet that show that there is an outcome that is positive for this type of work that you're doing. Okay. So I think it's just important for you to really make sure that you're hitting on all five of those things when you're thinking about putting together messaging, and then those things need to actually come out in conversation. So elevator pitches, not really to be read often. They are really for you to speak in a way that you have the bullets of that, of that, for that conversation when people ask, oh, what is it that you do? But also it can be something written where we actually help them take this and move it into their about page. So people who are looking at them can look at their about page and say, oh, that's what they're doing. That's what I'm really interested in. I'll give you an example that this week I was contacted by a team member from the American Heart Association about really just reading about the work that we were doing, which is clearly on my about page and the framework and being like, that's so interesting. I would love to learn like how we can, you know, bring your expertise in. I also want you to think about when you're doing this, your practice is not the only thing that is able to be funded, your knowledge, your brain of how you're putting together that model of care is also what can be funded. You want to be not careful, but you just want to be mindful that that's intellectual property. So just thinking about kind of how do you want to protect your trade secrets, right? How do you want to make sure that if this is something that you don't want others to just do because if they don't do it in the right integrity or if they don't do it exactly in the fidelity that the model is that you've done, then you're concerned that it won't have the same effectiveness, okay? So it's just something to think about. But messaging is key. Messaging is the way that we've been able to bring funders <laughs> into our DMs, which is really strange sometimes. But it's also been the way that we can expedite the conversation and moving towards funding because you're hitting on all of the questions that either those or those larger nonprofits need to know in order to go back to their boards and say, hey, we want to bring these people in for either a contract or we want to actually go seek funding to bring them in. And also that helps 
for funders, of course, to be able to see all of that when the nonprofit is seeking funding on your behalf and to know all of that. So that is what I wanted to share today. I'm hoping this is helpful for you. Really, if you have a practice that is, you know, doing well, but really, I think a lot of times we see practices that are focusing on underserved communities, they can, it can, money can be tight. (laughs) And we really want you to be able, we know that you're doing good work. And the thing is about positioning it to be able to get funding, additional funding that can help you make those strategic hires, um, purchases, whatever it is to get the funding to really scale and also ensure that you can sustain. Okay. So aside from that, I hope that this whole series has been helpful for you. We're going to shift next week and we're going to move into something I think really exciting. Okay. (laughs) And I'm super excited for you because this week I'm actually holding my application only workshop. Um, It's going to be this Saturday. If you have not, if you have not yet try to apply for this. Not It's not for everyone. So we have you apply so we can see and make sure that it's going to be the right fit for you. So we're not wasting your time. But those of you who have established practices and those of you who really are looking for a way either to serve more of the communities you feel called to serve or are really struggling with that kind of feast and famine in your practice, this is for us to really make sure that grant funding is a part of your strategy this year. Okay. So I will see you guys. Don't forget to review and subscribe, please. Okay. Don't forget to do that. All right. Take care and make sure to stay fearless and get funded. Bye. Hey, visionaries. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, can you do me a favor or maybe two? Can you subscribe and then can you share it with a friend? And if you really liked it, can you review and rate it on Apple Podcasts? So as you know, it helps our podcast to be seen by more and more Black and Brown women in healthcare across the globe. I also want to make sure that we don't leave you hanging if you're trying to get funding for your practice or if you're just stuck. Head to our resources page at bit.ly forward slash melanin and medicine. That's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash melanin, A-N-D, medicine. And there we have masterclasses, learning series, as well as the ability to just cut to the chase and submit an intake and get the personalized feedback on your practice that you want. This podcast is a sisterhood, so don't forget to join the party and the conversation on Instagram. DM us, tell us what you want to hear, comments about the episode or what we didn't talk about. We love answering questions and maybe your question might get featured on the podcast. So please don't be shy. You can follow us at Melanin Medicine Co. Your vision is big and we're here to let you know it's possible. Keep going and definitely keep listening. See you next week.